What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and Nets podcast, episode 28. Recording this um, on a Sunday, December 29th. Yep, December 29th. So um, it's been about a, I would say about a week since the last podcast, episode 28. Um, I tried to get two in uh, last week. I know I said that in my uh, the first segment of last week's podcast that I would put two in, but time wasn't on my side. Um, just had to work a lot, put in a 60-hour week or whatnot, and then obviously I was able to just was able to get in some website updates as well uh, today. Um, you'll probably notice them if you check the website, rimsandnets.com. You'll see um, in the top NBA, this, NBA games this week tab on the on the NBA tab on the website. If you go in there, you'll see the updates that I made for the upcoming games for this week. So I'll be doing that every single week. I'll probably do it every Sunday and just basically give you about two to three games each week that are probably... Uh, the more premier games of the week that you can keep an eye on in all three levels, NBA, college, and high school. So today I was able to do NBA, and um, I was able to also do college. Uh, high school I'll probably do tomorrow, just tight on time right now. Right now I'm just starting to record this. Uh, so I'm trying to probably put in a maybe a good half an hour, 40-minute podcast for today. Or for this week, should I say? So we're gonna get into it. We got a otherwise pretty reasonably stacked show. Not like last week. Last week we had to really put in a lot for last week because you know we missed so much time. We was kind of reviewing a lot of the stuff. Like half the show was reviewing, the other half of the show was was new new stuff. Uh, this week we're gonna start with the Celtics. You know. What they were able to do, you know, Christmas. They had that Christmas game. They also had a few games this weekend. They had a back-to-back against the Raptors and the Cavs. So we'll we'll get into all those results with that. Um, plus, also preview the game they have on Tuesday against the Charlotte Hornets. Then we'll also get into um, some high school basketball. We'll probably focus more on high school and NBA for um, this this show. Um, maybe you might get into college basketball a little bit because uh, Yale right now has a big game against North Carolina tomorrow, uh, December 30th. You know, like I said, I, I know people are enjoying their holiday. Like I said, I, that's the reason why I wasn't able to really kind of get into what I wanted to do with this, uh, with having a second podcast that week because I, I was that week I wanted to enjoy my vacation and then obviously I had to enjoy my holiday with my family. So, but I definitely was able to get a lot. Got got a lot of work done today, preparing for the show as well as putting those website updates. And obviously, I'm going to finish the rest of those updates tomorrow. I'll probably, you know, update all the tabs, you know, for the all the sections, you know, where it says NBA, high school, and um, in college levels. Um, was able to get the um, one through twenty in last week, early last week. Um, 
So it's on the website right now. And once again, if you haven't visited the website, it's rimsandnets.com, R-I-M-S-N-E-T-S.com. So like I said, if you get a chance, go visit it. It's uh, You'll see that as probably the main story on the website. You get to see the uh, definitions and such of that, of that list. I will be putting that up, uh, the whole list in its entirety, on the recruiting uh, section um, on, I'm pretty sure it's under, uh, high school or it's under local. So you'll probably, once you hit the local tab, then it will come up as recruiting that whole list, that whole top 100 list will be on that recruiting, um, recruiting page. So, so if you guys want to see the whole list, I'll put it on there. I also might probably post it on my Facebook page as well. If you haven't check that out uh like it whenever you want facebook or whatever like my page look it up rims and nets but yeah so we're gonna start with the celtics um we'll start out with how they how they did in the christmas game obviously they're finally getting a little bit healthier they were able to get gordon hayward back that christmas day game um, so he had a pretty good showing overall. I thought the team was very, very good. Um, Jalen Brown had an unbelievable game. He had a stellar game out there, had 30 something points. Jason Tatum was also good as well. Chipping in, you know, a, a, a valid effort of, I think he had like about 20, 20 something points. I don't know the exact number, but he had a good, I thought Jalen Brown was the star of the game. Just really just uh showed us a lot of his um a lot of his ability out there that he was able to work on his um his craft over the summer because it's showing in a lot of his you know in between mid range um mid range moves that he has he had like he made a couple of step backs in the game was able to cross guys up and stuff so he's really really worked on his game and it's showing. And he's starting. The game is starting to slow down for him. It, it, it takes a few years for, you know, a young player to really, um, truly like um, the game will. You know, you know, starting out as you can see with all the rookies uh, this year, the game is really fast for them. Right now, when you see what, you, what you're seeing with uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is that the game is slowing down for them. And they're just they're just doing what they need to do to get um, doing what they need to do to get to their spots on the floor, and they're comfortable, you know, with what you know what they're doing out there, and it's showing. And you've seen that a lot in the Jalen Brown performance on on Christmas Day. Is he, like I said, able to really work in all his repertoire uh, moves out there, and just really putting. You know, all the Raptor defenders on their heels out there. And then you also had a nice showing from uh, that Kimmel was okay. And then obviously Hayward chipped in his points as well. So it was a it was a well-balanced effort, like what you'd expect. I, I thought Ennis Cantor played well too. Had, had a nice uh, game on the boards. He's been really good at rebounding the basketball of late. He had a couple games where he's had double-digit rebounds double-digit rebound games in a row. So that just just tells you that he's definitely starting to 
you know, be healthy and starting to get back into uh, basketball and game shape right now. So, but, you know, so far so good. Then we move it to Friday. Um, they play, uh, Celtics played against the Cavs. More the same. They they were playing well. Jalen Brown had a nice start. and up having, you know, close to 24, 26 points, I believe. Uh, Jason Tatum had a big game. I thought he had the biggest game out of the, out of the two. He had, I believe, he had a thirty-four point night. And more of the same. Ennis Kander had a good game. Kimball Walker was probably the one guy that kind of was playing pretty passive out there. But I thought he was able to get eight assists, able to really get the young guys involved and keep them involved in the game. Gordon Hayward struggled in that game as well, shooting the ball. So, but. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers, so it didn't matter. So you can win the game with a good effort from Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum and, and, you know, all your other missionaries uh, pieces, you know, chipping in here and there and still able to able to win by a bunch. And that's what happened. And then obviously the next game came, and that's when all the problems started. Um, the Raptors, this is what the Raptors do. They, they've been doing this for years against the Celtics. They've been their uh, nemesis for for quite a while now. I mean, and it showed, and they knew that they wanted some payback, and they and they got it. You know, the Celtics were vulnerable playing, in, you know, in the, in the back end of the back to back. Even though it was a kind of odd back to back, by the way, it was the both games were at home, which is, normally never happens. But usually they're on the road, so they were able to get a home and home home back to back. And Toronto Raptors played, you know, up, they played exceptional out there. Um, they dominated them in the pick and roll. Kyle Lowry was making every big shot possible. You know, the normal stuff from the Raptors. The Raptors, this is what the Raptors do. Kyle Lowry makes big shots against the Celtics, and they were able to find a way to, to win in double digits. Um, I don't know the exact score, but I know they had, like, um, and there was a double digits, uh, pretty much the whole game they were in control. Celtics could never really get going in this game. I wasn't able to catch the game. That's why I'm, I was not able to really give you an accurate score and whatnot because I was not able to catch the game. I was doing other things that night. Well, yeah, actually I was, you know, I am a fan of different sports. I was watching some college football that night. Uh, the, uh, the college football playoff was that night, so I was watching those games, and then I went out, went to work that night. So, so I, I wasn't able to really, you know, you know, pay attention to the whole game. I was able to really kind of flick through it here and there before I went to work, and yeah. So the Celtics just could not get going. Kyle Lowry was good. I thought. Um, a lot of the role players played well. Uh, Chris Boucher, that kid is really good, man. That young guy that they have, he's not a really big guy, but he's just he's just very athletic, um, very good at slashing to the rim. And the Celtics just didn't have no answer for him at all. Um, I think the former Warrior uh, Patrick McCaw had a nice game as well. Serge Ibaka, we all know he plays well against the Celtics all the time. Um, 
shorthanded at all, and they still was able to beat the Celtics. I thought that was a loss that, you know, the Celtics needs. Those are the games they need to win. I don't care if they – normally it's tough to beat those, you know, the teams that have that. Um, they literally remembered you beating them. They only, you, they normally tend to play well to that next game, whether it's a home at home or either a, a game that they just played recently. They remember losing to you, so they end up playing their best game, and that's what happened against the Nets. You know, maybe early on uh, this year, a couple weeks ago, and now this the exact same thing pretty much happened with the Raptors playing. Not, you know, pretty much the same week. You know, three literally three days ago, they were able to find a way to. Um, put out their best effort out there to beat the Celtics on their home floor. So, but this is what they do. The Raptors are a good team. They're gonna be in good shape once they get their uh, get those got those big guns back. You know, Sakiem and Gasol and, and Norman Powell. Once they get those guys back, they're gonna be really really a special team this year. They're gonna be right there in the end. I think the East is gonna be so deep this year. Uh, one through five, I feel like any team could beat anybody with one through five. I think probably maybe the one team I feel like is not going to really translate well to the, to the playoffs is probably the Miami Heat. But I feel like all those other teams are going to play well. And if the Pacers get Victor Oladipo back, I mean, they're going to – that is going to be a tough team as well with Malcolm Brogdon, the way he's able to be clutched down the stretch. He nearly never misses a free throw down the stretch. I mean, that's going to be a special team as well to look out for with their bigs and, and Oladipo and, and Brogdon. So, and then I'm just thinking about, like, next year. Like, you're going to have at least six uh, elite teams in the East next year. And you, you add Kevin Durant with the Nets with Kyrie Irving. Obviously, Kyrie Irving's showing that he's clearly not going to play at all this year or it looks like he's going to have a, a redshirt year because he hasn't showed up in, like, two months since the beginning of the season to to a weird shoulder injury, which, you know, I'm not even going to get into it like that. I'm not going to throw dirt on a player that, you know, that's, I don't know. There's just something about Kyrie that just has to, he just comes off like, he just doesn't care about the game. But I'm, nevertheless, I'll move on to, like I said, the, this uh, matchup with the Raptors. And so I would say this with the Raptors, um, they said they're going to be a team to be reckoned with when they get everyone healthy. And then the East is going to be super, super deep, you know, next year. But they're also, it's going to be deep again. It's going to be deep this year as well. You know, the Pacers can get all their pieces back. You got the Sixers at number three, um, which they've been struggling this year. They're actually number four right now. Miami Heat is number three. And then you obviously got the Celtics and then you got the Bucks at number one. So, which um, I thought the Bucks um, really surprised me on Christmas that they weren't able to beat the Sixers. Joel Embiid had an unbelievable game. I think Joel Embiid's been great. But for some reason, they play well against the big team. I mean, the teams, they play well against the Celtics. They played well against the Bucks this year. And they end up having a stinker against, I wouldn't say it was a stinker, but it was 
a bad loss against the, the Miami Heat because I feel like talent-wise they're better than the Miami Heat. But this is why the Miami Heat are the number three team in the East. I mean, they, they just tend to surprise people with how well they can play well together. Um, so, I mean, yeah. And then obviously for the Celtics, they 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 have to... Um, they just have to, you know, get all these pieces together and play well together. I know guys have been in and out of the lineup. Obviously, this was Marcus Smart's first game back, by the way, um, from that nasty eye injury or nasty eye infection. So he didn't he didn't shoot the ball well. I, overall, I thought it, you know, you know, Kimball Walker struggled. A lot of the guys didn't shoot the ball well in this game, so, and it showed. So. So that's probably why they lost the game because just trying to get those new pieces in, try to get who's going to get what, you know, what type of shots in certain times. And sometimes we have, you know, a lot of pieces that, I mean, you have something going right, like, you know, Tatum and and Jalen Brown really leading the offense. Now you got Smart coming in. Now he wants to kind of run the offense. Then you have Gordon Hayward. He wants to run offense. So you have multiple guys that want to do those you know they want to have the ball in their hands. It's kind of a similar situation to last year, but I think it's, I think it'll work itself out. I think it's a, I think you're gonna need as many pieces as possible to beat, you know, you know the East Eastern Conference teams. So, um, yeah. So we, I would say, um, if you gotta if you gotta um, put all the pieces together, I would say. Um, you just have to, um, make sure everyone has, um, I would say the right amount of minutes, maybe, um, people would be saying to put Gordon Hayward on the line, uh, and on the bench, but I don't think that's a good idea. Um, I think you, you want to start with Hayward. You want to start with Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, along with Tyson Kimball Walker. I think that's a, been a strong lineup. Plus, minus wise, they've been really good this season with that lineup. So I would stay with that lineup, and all they got to do is just you know have time together. That's the key, and I'm pretty sure it will gel. And then you put Marcus Smart on the bench, and hopefully him and Cantor can kind of headline that bench. And I think you should have some continuity after that. But so the next game for the Celtics is going to be. Um, Charlotte Hornets on Tuesday. I feel like they're going to roll in that game. I'm not going to really get into it like that. Um, I just think Charlotte is just one of the worst teams in the East. Maybe possibly the one of the worst teams in the NBA at this point. Um, Terry Rozier is, is clearly showing that he's not worth the money. And Devontae Green is outplaying him right now. As you know, if I, I put uh, that, that game as one of the top games in the NBA for next week. Obviously, the biggest game for the Celtics next week, and it's and the schedule's not going to be that tough uh, coming up. I mean, they got a, a lot of um, you know below 500 teams coming up on that schedule in the upcoming weeks. I mean, obviously this week they have Charlotte, and then they have Atlanta on Friday, so it's going to be pretty a pretty easy schedule for them to start out in these upcoming weeks. But I would say Charlotte should be an easy win. And then obviously with Atlanta, I think that will be an easy win as well. I think Atlanta can score, but they can't defend. So 
think the Celtics should go 2-0 this week after that tough loss against the Raptors on Saturday. All right, so we're going to move on to high school basketball. But I'm going to take a break, and we'll get back. We'll put we'll put that on this, into the second segment. Um, so you're listening to the Rims and Nets podcast. This is your host, Rob Morris. We'll be right back. 